Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, June 16th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Congratulations. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. You made it to Friday. And we're so glad that you're joining us this morning. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And let's talk about what's going on with James Comer. He is the oversight committee chairperson, and he now claims that he will soon obtain bank records showing that the Biden family accepted upwards of 20 to $30 million from foreign nationals. So at this point, what are we screaming? Release the tax returns! It's always stuff, though, Casey, right? Like, it's always stuff, but it's never action. So it's always, we've got this, mm-hmm. and we've got that, and we've got this, you know, this whistleblower, and but it's never action. A lot of talk, a lot of not of action. I mean, the, the, the Democrats, the left, they sprint to put charges against Donald Trump. They can't do it fast enough. And look, while the Congress can impeach uh, Joe Biden, they can't bring criminal charges against him. They can recommend them. But as far as I know, there's no now there's supposedly one looking into Hunter Biden. But that's been that's been going on for five years, Mm -hmm. Casey. Why do you think that is? Isn't it weird? And so, look, this is the this is the M.O. of the Republicans. And we saw it yesterday with the whole Adam Schiff thing where they just totally wimped out and, oh, well, the fine probably wouldn't stand up, so we're not going to do anything. It's always talk with these people. There's never action. They never get tough. They never actually get mean. They never do stuff because the Republicans are not fighters. Okay, so it was earlier this week, or actually the end of last week, we heard Senator Chuck Grassley say that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid Joe Biden, you know, he has these 17 recordings, 15 of them with Hunter, two of them with Joe Biden, and they're throwing around $5 million to the big guy and then $5 million to Hunter. And then now it's coming out that James Comer is saying, well, well, there could be more, could be between 20 and $30 million. And where does this number stop? Is is it, are, we're just going to keep finding out more things. Of course, uh, President Biden, he was asked about this. A reporter asked him why he was called the big guy by this Ukrainian energy company executive. And he got a little triggered. Why did the Ukrainian FBI says why did, why are they calling you the big guy and then joe biden snapped back why he asked such dumb questions i i was told there's no <laughs> such thing as a dumb question that you're supposed to be curious that that's a good trait to have well again it comes back to the just overwhelming evidence that joe biden using his loser kid as a conduit has on probably multiple occasions offered up vote or at the very least influence for sale he's on tape admitting he did it he's on videotape admitting he did it and what he did in regards to ukraine and think about this so he's on tape admitting what he did in regards to ukraine trump goes hey 
Zelensky. Mm-hmm. This guy's on tape admitting this. Can you look into this? Trump gets impeached for that. And now it looks like the thing Trump wanted Zelensky to look into absolutely did happen. And there was 100% merit, which we knew it happened because he admitted on tape yeah. he was doing it. Uh, there's a lot of things that are coming out about Joe Biden where he's saying, you know, well, that was Trump involved with foreign nationals. That was that was Trump who was taking money. And all of it now sounds like a confession. If you just replace Trump with Biden, there you go. But since it's Friday, let's go to the from what in the world category. This was at the League of Conservative Voters dinner. <laughs> Biden, this classic, says he's going to build an 8,000 mile ocean train. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> He's going to go off script. Uh, okay, so that is one heck of a structure. You know, I think it was the great philosopher Eddie Money who once said, Casey, well, if I could walk on water, mm-hmm. and if I could find some way to prove, if I could walk on water, would you believe in me? My love is so true. <laughs> and that is essentially what Joe Biden has proposed to do, is he's going to walk on water mm-hmm. and build a rail line from the Pacific to the Indian Ocean. To the Indian Ocean. That makes perfect Let, sense. Let's see it. Do it, dude. It's only <laughs> going to cost trillions and trillions of dollars. I don't even know what he was really talking about. He doesn't know what he was really talking about. Well, he about. said he's going off script. That's going to get him in trouble. <laughs> was he actually on script? Is there really a plan to build an 8,000-mile ocean train? But hey, you know what, Rob? Yes. Since it's Friday, there's more. Oh, great. Here's another time during the same speech that his brain malfunctions. Yes, we're going to build back Biden. We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change. They called it the G7, the build back Biden, build back better. And we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. What we call it is, here's the bottom line. Look, we're the ones that caused the problem. The United States, we cleared all our land. We did all the things to make our make things more easy for us to make money <laughs> explain K- someone casey may may i trouble you to have kevin because it's your show today oh sure um you want to play that one again yeah may, may I, may I ha- may please have- because i can't tell what he's I talking i just want to make sure i hit all the high points okay in that all right are, are ready okay yeah we've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change okay. they called it the g7 the build back Biden, build back better. And we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. What we call it is, here's the bottom line. Look, we're the ones that caused the problem. The United States, we cleared all our land. We did all the things that to make, our, make things more easy for us to make money. Okay, so we called it build back Biden, build back better. That didn't, that got confusing. We called it, and then he pivots to something completely <laughs> he different. He doesn't say what we called it. Right, yeah. and then he starts talking about clearing all of our land. Mm-hmm. We caused the problem, and it's like three, it's like three paragraphs where there is an opening statement, and then, you know, in, in school, in grand, elementary school, they teach you there's supposed to be at least four sentences to 
a paragraph, and I forget what the actual technical names for them are, but uh, it's like he does the opening sentence to the paragraph, and then he just goes on to the next paragraph. Mm -hmm. He has one sentence unfinished paragraphs, and it's it's as though that is just. I mean, and you always ever notice the the uh, the best Biden doesn't make any sense clips start with him shouting. Right. Have you ever know, Kev? One more time. Can we just have like the opening part of that to prove my point here? We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries. Yeah. Okay. You know. We're mobilizing. And then he trails off. You know, there's a <laughs> there's South Park uh, used to have they would have a an angry mob from time to time and they would just say rabble 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 is what the angry mob would say and that is biden it's he is rabble 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 guy what does he say in the very end of that he he says something that i wanted to mention kevin could you play the end of that clip we did all the things that oh, make, there our, is. make things more easy for us to make money we did all the things to make it easier for us to make money i have no idea what he's talking about. We, the, we did all the things, all the things, Rob. What's the, remember in the wedding singer where he's like, I like money. I have a little of it. <laughs> I keep it in a jar by, by the refrigerator. I'd like more of it. That's where you come in. <laughs> Just, my, my, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to find, I know there's a, there's a, uh, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia clip. I'm going to have Kev pull it uh, when we come back. Yes. Because, the, yes, I found the perfect clip of who Joe Biden is. And during the break, I'm going to find it and have Kevin pull it because he has become and it's always sunny in Philadelphia character. OK, absolutely. All right. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. It is 16 minutes after nine. It's 93 WIBC. <laughs> 19 minutes after nine, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden, he gave a speech at the League of Conservative Voters dinner, and he was a bit confused during part of it. He said he's going to build an 8,000 mile ocean train that goes from the Pacific Ocean to the Indian Ocean. And then he went on to say something about build back Biden. Yes. And all the things. So I, I was I, before I went to break. Um, by the way, great job by Kev incorporating the hate caller who told me to what stick a fork in myself. Yeah. The shows about that was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, how many people have threatened that over the years. It's all over for you, Kendall. <laughs> um, there have been people on their third decade of saying that. Right. It'll end. It'll end for me sometime and not because of you. Well, hopefully you'll get to pick that date. <laughs> uh, so by by the way, have you ever noticed that the League of Conservative Voters, there's no conservatives in the League of Conservative Voters. It is it is just opposite gaslighting day with those people because sure. they are anything but conservative anyway. So he's given this incoherent ramble off script and we played the clip last segment where I mean he's it's like he's he's starting sentences of four different paragraphs but instead of the four sentence structure which you learn in elementary school of the paragraph he just does the first sentence and then goes on to the next paragraph. He starts out very confidently, by the way. It, it, because he starts out really strong and then all his voice just kind of trails yeah, off. Yeah, you know what it is? It's like when you when somebody gets on an exercise plan and they're like, I'm gonna run Every day. Like day one and two are awesome. Yeah, and they run to the end of the block and then they're just sucking wind because they put so much effort <laughs> into it that they're like, oh, oh, I got to walk the rest of the way. So motivated. Um, so I thought, I know I have heard this 
Biden's speech before somewhere, and then it dawned on me where it was. So let's play mm-hmm. the Biden four-paragraph, one-sentence, <laughs> no rest of the structure of the paragraph, a little speech here. We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change. They called it the G7, the Build Back Biden, Build Back Better, and we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. What we call it is, here's the bottom line. Look, we're the ones that caused the problem. The United States, we cleared all our land. We did all the things to make, our, make things more easy for us to make money. Okay, so the end of that there, mm-hmm. some one-sentence paragraph structure, we did all the things. To make the money. Yes. And I thought, where have I heard this before? And then it dawned on me. Uh, I don't even know if it's still on anymore. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Is it it's still on? I think they're on their 16th oh, season. Oh, my gosh. That's way too much. But the very the first, you know, like five or six seasons of It's Always Sunny are just phenomenal. It's a comedy. It was on, it was on FX. Danny DeVito's in it. Several other now kind of famous people. And one of the main characters' name is Charlie. And his mom is kind of a wild, wacky side character that they introduced. And they, they being the characters on It's Always Sunny, they're total just schemers and scammers. And, and they came up with this idea that they were going to raise money by getting Charlie's mom to convince everyone she has cancer. And they shave her head. And part of this is she has to give up, get up and give this speech that Charlie writes in front of this group of people as she's asking them for money, convincing them that she has cancer. And I want you to listen to this speech and tell me if that was not what you just heard at the end of that Biden speech. I can't do just get this. To the money part, right? Just get the money part done. Give me money. <laughs> money me. Money now. Me a money needing a lot now. That was Charlie's. Mind. Okay, yeah. is that not what you? That's great. Joe Biden has become Charlie's scheming mother on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We did all the things <laughs> to make the money. It is Kendall and Casey at nine twenty three. It's ninety three WIBC. So we're in that sports season known as just baseball. Now I know you have the golf and you're very excited about that. But if you're into the football or if you're into the basketball, nothing says sports expert like putting the in front of it. If you enjoy the basketball. <laughs> or the football. Thanks, Mom. Go on. Sports. Yay. We're in the season now known as just baseball. Yes. Okay. Trevor Williams, uh, pitcher, Washington Nationals. Yes. He came out and he was saying that he wants to boycott the L.A. Dodgers Pride Night, which is supposed to take place, I believe, tonight. Oh. Because it is Pride Month. And uh, he's calling for this boycott because of the anti-Catholic stance that they've had. And here's what he had to say about this. That's the point of a statement like this is to is to start the conversation. It starts with not attending that that game. Um, it starts with potentially reconsidering where you put your dollars. Um, I think there is a longing for truth. I think everyone has that desire to find truth, and I've noticed it um, in locker rooms in my entire life, in clubhouses my entire life, being with with uh, teammates of the same age or similar ages. There is a desire for truth, and that that desire comes from within, from someone who loves you immensely. And you are loved more than you can imagine or more than you know. And that inkling of truth that you want, that you want to go seek and find um, is out there. And it's within Christ and his church. Okay, so here's a Major League Baseball player calling for a boycott. How long before he's going to be uninvited 
like that Toronto Blue Jays guy. Well, and this uh, emanates from Dodgers had their pride night in, in the end of May, and they had this group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And what they do is they, they've been around for many, many years. They basically mock the Catholic faith. They dress up as these bizarro nuns. I mean, it is a total insult to anyone Catholic and people had said, you know, even players on the Dodgers team, Clayton Kershaw, who's a great pitcher, who is, you know, very devout in his faith and outspoken. So, wait a second. This is an inclusion. You're having these people part of this who are making fun of somebody who's done absolutely nothing to them. And if this is about inclusion, having these sickos and weirdos here is totally ridiculous. I mean, mm -hmm. this isn't, I mean, this idea of inclusion now, it is inclusion if you are of a certain type or political persuasion. That is what this is now. That is all the inclusion stuff is. You are included if you are a, a certain sexual orientation or political persuasion or willing to make fun of a certain group of people, then come on in. If you're what we don't like, you're out of here. You're out of here. Okay, so the Major League Baseball commissioner Rob Manfred, he said that teams should have the option to have Pride Night instead of a league-wide mandate. He's now saying Okay, each individual team can determine if they want to do this or not. But, and but what does it mean, Casey? What I mean, what is the Pride Night? Hey, congratulations! Come to the ballpark so we can celebrate who you share a bedroom with. Mm -hmm. That's sick. That I mean, that is so weird. It is sick. And it, and again, and you know, we talked with Mike about this on Tuesday. I don't understand why these organizations, corporations, professional sports teams are bending a knee to three or 4% of the population. I don't, I do not get why they are completely beholden to this very small group of people. I, I, I and nobody, you know, I get that there's this ESG thing and these investment firms and whatever, but the Dodgers are not a publicly held company now they're los angeles so maybe maybe it's more than three or four percent out there but i just don't understand it well trevor williams he went on to say that he doesn't like how they're mocking christians and he seems he says it's not okay to make fun of christianity in general and specifically they're attacking catholicism for someone to do that because they say it's art and it's out of love and tolerance it doesn't make sense. Trevor, do you see hypocrisy here when you look at how Catholics are treated in the United States? Because if you just imagine a group making fun of a, a Jewish rabbi mm. and the Torah or a Muslim and the Quran, what mm. the reaction would be to that? I would, I would hope that they wouldn't be allowed at that stadium. I would hope. But there seems to be this it's okay to make fun of christianity in general and catholicism in in particular and now the uh major league baseball commissioner is saying that you don't have to put the flag on the uniforms and because that is leaving out some players who oppose this and it should be up to each team individually it's 928 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc It's 934. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. House Republicans calling for Joe Biden to disclose the source of $10 million in revenue on his 2017 tax return. How 
would Joe Biden make $10 million? Well, I'm glad you asked because just weeks before the 2020 election, USA Today, they released a fact check stating that Biden's around $16 million jump in total income between 2016 and 2017 came from speaking engagements and book deals. He can't speak? Uh, Okay, well, they're saying that he got $10 million from his (laughs) memoir, Promise Me Dad. And that Jill Biden's book, Where the Light Enters, made $3 million, and the rest was all made up in speaking engagements. $3 million for Jill Biden? $10 million for his book? Jill, uh, who's someone ridiculous named Jill? I don't even know. I don't. You know, Jill's a name that's kind of gone out of style, isn't mm-hmm. it? There yeah. used to be a lot of, you know, Jack and Jill, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, n- no one would know who she was before she became... First Lady of the United States. She got $3 million for a book? Well, that's what they're saying. <laughs> he got $10 million. Do you believe that? I don't know what the normal income is for a book deal like that, but come on. That's an astronomical amount that of money. That seems really because it would, high. Like, there are some books where you say, oh my gosh, this book sold a gajillion copies and the author, you know, the Harry Potter lady, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so yeah. if you said the Harry Potter lady, what what is her name? For uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, Rowling, whatever it is. Oh, she got $10 million for a book. Okay, I am going to believe that because... A million different morons buy that stupid Harry Potter stuff. No offense if that's you. It's just very weird that that is a thing. Anyway. Uh, a very popular absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And I am clearly in the minority of people who think that is just the weirdest thing ever. And whatever. But the point is, if you said J.K. Rowling is getting $10 million for the Harry po- the next Harry Potter book, no argument there. Who's buying the Joe Biden book? Before he's president. Right. This is the, I have to know what the vice president said. Oh, that senator. He nobody's, probably got some nobody's great buying Joe Biden's book. Nobody bought Joe Biden's book. Even like the Obama book after the first one or two, people are like, dude, mm-hmm. we get it. Okay. Uh, Representative Nancy Mace, she's from Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah. She said, uh, the president seems to find selling out our country funny. We don't. But isn't it ironic? Do you remember how obsessed everybody was with Trump's tax returns? Yes. For years? Yes. And then when they finally got a look at them, nothing, right? But when $10 million magically appears in Joe Biden's 2017 tax returns... And there's these recordings and FBI evidence to show that money allegedly came from foreign nationals in a bribery scheme. Nothing. Bury their heads in the sand. Pretend there's nothing to see here. Move along. Nothing to see. Casey, I Googled. I just put in Google famous Jills. (laughs) Yeah. Who'd you come up with? Listen to the list. I mean, Jill is a name that has clearly gone out of style. Listen to this. I mean, this is Jill Scott. Jill Goodacre. Mm Mm-hmm. Jill Wagner, Jill Clayberg, Jill Talley, obviously Jill Biden is on there, mm-hmm. Jill Hennessy, Jill Halfpenny, <laughs> Jill Ireland. <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. I don't either. I don't know. Google how much the average book deal is for a New York Times bestselling book. Let's see if that comes up. The uh, congresswoman from Colorado, Lauren Boebert, she has introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. Oh. For his unconstitutional dereliction of duty 
at the southern border. Of course, this goes along with the articles of impeachment that were introduced by Andy Ogles. His impeachment articles were about the investigation into the handling of classified documents after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. Did you find a number for the book? I'm still looking. I want to make sure I have an accurate assessment here because there's several different uh, okay. uh, different options here. This is a longer clip from uh, Lauren Boebert, but she talks about multiple things. She talks about the articles of impeachment that she introduced. She talks about the articles of impeachment from Andy Ogles, and she also talks about the investigation that's happening into the Burisma Biden bribery scandal. But Benny, the people have seen enough. And as a result of Trader Joe's dereliction of one of his most basic duties to defend the homeland and uphold the rule of law, we have a complete and total invasion taking place at our southern border. So I do believe that we're closer to getting articles of impeachment through the Judiciary Committee. Um, But we're very far away from getting those articles um, of impeachment for Joe Biden in the committee. So um, this is my call on the committee. Either commit that you're going to do it or I will bring this privileged resolution to the floor and it must be addressed within 48 hours after I bring that up to the floor. Um, and this, these articles of impeachment are specifically for the invasion taking place at our southern border. We are still having investigations on the bribery that we are seeing with these FD 1023 documents. Um, we are uh, trying to get the audio tapes that are out there, the 17 audio audio tapes, two of which are alleged that it's um, that Joe Biden are, are is recorded on these calls. Um, so we have more bank records that are coming in um, probably next week uh, and more subpoenas that are going out. Um, there, um, there are articles of impeachment filed by my colleague uh, from Tennessee, Andy Ogles, that are referencing this bribery, but I want more information when it comes to that. So these articles of impeachment are for the invasion um, at our southern border, more than 5.3 million illegal aliens that have been caught crossing our southern border. Okay, so I found some information on the book. And? And, uh, by the way, I also wanted to point out that I was wrong on something because I was only half paying attention because I was looking this up. Nancy Mace is from South Carolina, not oh, Florida. Okay. Not that that matters, but I, I could just see it now. He got it wrong! <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so here is what this guy, his name is Michael J. Sullivan says, and he has, has sold many, many books over the years. He's not Stephen King, but he's also not self-published seven guys at the local drugstore, okay? So he says, uh, generally, an author makes between 34 cents and $2 per book. Uh, so let's say about, so he did the math on what it takes to be on the New York Times bestseller list. He said about $38,000 for every week on the New York Times bestseller list is his estimate. Wow. Okay, so... $10 million divided by 38000 Now, again, there's... Joe Biden's book on the New York Times bestseller list that long? He also pointed out there's a huge difference between being number one and, say, like, number seven. Mm-hmm. So, it is, it, you know, it varies by person. But there's no way Joe Biden's book was the number one book on the New York Times bestseller for any, certainly for any length of time 
if ever at all, because why would anyone at all care about what J- what Jill Biden had to say, even now, much less before she was the first lady of the United States? Enough to give her $3 million. No, I know they get like an advance, right? Here, I'll give you this big check in advance. You go write the book. You go hole up in a room with the typewriter, your keyboard, bang it out. Oh, so now, see, now you're catching on to it. So the advance, right, mm-hmm. generally the way it works, unless you're part of some sort of scam or scheme, your monies that you make, now this is of course not true for everyone, but I believe it is often true, is the monies you bring in go to pay back your advance. So all the money that you bring in, so again, like if you had a colossal, this is no doubt going to be an absolute epic bestseller, uh, whatever, they would give you an advance, let's just say it's $2 million. Well, all the money that you're bringing in that would go to you goes to pay back the advance. And once you have earned what you would have earned, which is $2 million, then you start earning royalties off the book itself. Now, where it gets squirrely is when people like Hillary or Obama or whatever who are are not anymore selling these, you know, gargantuan amounts of books are getting these colossal advances. Why would they do that? They know they're not going to make the money back on it. What possibly could be the reason for that? So we're led to believe that the Bidens, Jill and Joe, made $13 million off of their books. Yes. And the rest is from speaking engagements. Absolutely. Okay. What aren't you understanding here, I, Casey? I, I got it. No, I I got it. Uh, Lauren Boebert, she mentioned the southern border and fentanyl seized in San Francisco just recently was enough to kill $2.1 million. And things have gotten so bad in San Francisco that Good Morning America says that they will no longer film or shoot any shots in downtown San Francisco because it's just simply too dangerous. Uh, That city saw an 11.4% rise in robberies, and this is incredible, an 83% rise in homicides since 2020. It is 944. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. New poll came out and it ranks RFK Jr. with the highest in favorability among all of the 24 presidential candidates. Well, we can't say all of them because day by day, more just keep entering the race. (laughs) Yeah, that mayor from Miami, he could be off the charts, Casey. Yeah, we don't know how favorable he is. They did the poll before he announced. So this came out on Wednesday and it's from The Economist and YouGov. And they say that uh, RFK is more likable than anybody else else he received the highest marks with 49 percent and he's very favorable and uh don't you think that's because he's never actually had to do anything like he's never been an elected official he's never had to make public policy and this is why when it comes back to when we talk about say uh Matthew McConaughey, remember two two years ago, oh, mm-hmm. he's thinking about running for governor of Texas. And and we said on this show, uh, I think it was back when the other blonde lady was here, no, he's not going to run because when he runs- People will know his opinion on things. Right. You're, go- you're going to, he, he, you know, all right, all right, all right, does it work on abortion? All right, all right, all right, does it work on the border? All right, all right, all right, does it work on taxes or infrastructure or public safety? And once you got to take it, you know, take a position. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're going to alienate half of your audience. The same reason The Rock won't run for president. It's the same way Oprah won't exactly. run for president. Yeah. So I think part of with RFK is 
yeah, okay, it's really easy in sound bites, but unlike DeSantis, DeSantis has actually had to govern. He's actually had to make decisions. He's actually had to do things. RFK just gets to go, well, in this, this, you know, in the ideal world where I'm in charge of everything, here's what we do. He's never actually had to get anything accomplished. I always wonder when it comes to him how much people are attaching to the name, the Kennedy name. Sure. Is it is it him or is it just memories of bygone? Days? Well, you're you're that that's really interesting too, Casey. That's probably a great point. And there is probably a group of people who for some reason consider themselves Democrat who don't agree with much of what the Democrat party is, older people, baby boomers who are now you know entering their late 60s, early 70s, who yearn for, hey, the Democrat Party of our youth when John F. Kennedy was the president, and it was markedly different than that of today. You're right. There's probably a big portion of that of people who still cling to- Camelot. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, in this poll, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, they tied for second place, coming in at 44%, and then everybody else was behind. I thought it was interesting that Tim Scott- was behind them. So you've got all these others, you know, you've got the Vivek and you've got the Nikki Haley and uh, Deron DeSantis. And it was Tim Scott who pretty much came in third place for likability. But that is different from other polls where Biden is leading RFK by 53 points. This is a new survey. This is the Quinnipiac University poll. And it found that 70% of Democrat-leaning voters are going to support Joe Biden over RFK and over Marianne Williamson. Okay, well. so, so you've got the sitting president of the United States. Mm-hmm who is only garnering 70% of Democrat support. That's amazing that the sitting president of the United States, who we are told on a daily basis, oh my gosh, he's been such a great liberal champion and he's accomplished all these things and he's grown all the government and the Green New Deal and the Build Back Better bullcrap Biden, whatever he called it yesterday, and all these things, all the you know tax increases and all the things that were, uh, you know, these these liberal mecca policy proposals and yet only 70 percent of people inside of his own party are willing to support him against an an underfunded i'm not even including marianne williamson but an Mm -hmm. underfunded robert f kennedy jr who if his name were were sam jones nobody would ever heard of him right You wouldn't know that guy. You probably wouldn't pay much attention to him either. The one thing about RFK that he does do that I'm finding is if he has questions about something, he'll go to the source. He likes to learn. He's continually trying to um, understand things like the border, for example. I mean, what, Biden's been once? Yeah. So is RFK because he wanted to get a better understanding. He wanted to see it in person. Well, he's running for president and he wants. Sure. He wants. No, okay, come, on, come on, Casey. You're he too smart for photo, that. Photo op. How many times has Robert F. Kennedy been to the junior, been to the border before mm-hmm. he decided to run for president? Right. Probably he knows, zero. He knows if he goes, he's going to get on Newsmax. He's going to get on Fox. He's going to get on all News Nation, all these places. It's a publicity stunt. And again, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., while he has was a leader on vaccine hesitancy, the COVID shot etc which is a good thing he is not i mean it's amazing he gets treated like he's some moderate voice of reason he's an environmental lunatic casey he was for you know jailing people and worse who don't agree with his warp he's all over the you know previous comments he's a lunatic he's ripped too by the way that dude works out 
Have you seen pictures of him? I don't notice if people's you, if appearances. You go to, if you go to my Twitter account, you'll see a picture of him. He was here in the building, Casey Daniels 317. Yeah, you were snuggled right up next to him. No, he was snuggled up next oh, to me. Oh, sure. He was on the Joe oh Rogan. Oh my gosh, look at the size of his <laughs> wallet. Mm-hmm. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he says that he has to be careful if he were to get into office because, you know, he's blamed the intelligence agencies for the death of his uncle. And so what, you're going to become president and then what's going to happen? He pretty much said he's got to watch his back. But what do you think happens when you get into office? Like if you're, you're, you're talking about your uncle who's assassinated and you believe the intelligence agencies were part of that, what happens to you? Well, I got to be careful. I mean, I'm aware of that and I'm not, you know, I... I'm aware of the of that danger, and uh, you know I don't live in fear of it, um, you know at all. But I'm not stupid about it, and I take precautions. If your last name is Kennedy, you always are taking precautions, I would think. Unless you're Ted Kennedy, and well, well then you know you can do whatever you want. You can drive drunk and go off a, a bridge and uh, go into the murky water and let a woman drown and go sleep it off and come back and say, oh, I think I'll run for president. 955, you it's know Kendall it's and true. Casey on 93 WIBC. I'm glad you're saying it.